So this is episode 138 of the Beyond the Food Show. And today I'm going to share with you things that I'm afraid to tell you. It was first a question from a listener that morphed into things that I'm afraid to tell you, but this is going to be an extremely vulnerable episode. I'm extremely anxious right now, so I don't know what's going to happen, but if it's something that you want to share with me, an experience you want to have with me, stay tuned. Ladies, I am Stephanie Dodier, and today I'm going to share with you things that I'm afraid to tell you. As I'm saying that to you in my microphone, I have very loud anxiousness in my body because these are the things that very little people know in my life, but I have felt for the last three to four weeks the need to become more transparent with you and to share more than just my journey from eight years ago, but more into my day-to-day journey and how I'm seeing life, how I'm learning from what I'm living and the struggle that I'm having. And I hope that this new side of me, this new transparency will help you at a greater level, will help you shed some insight into your own life. So if this is the first episode you're ever listening from me and you're somehow landed on this either blog post or this podcast, it's likely not the best episode to start with. So I would say to you, let's go back and maybe the 102, three, four episode or even 60s and start from there and then come back to this one later because this has nothing to do with teaching you how to have in your relationship to food, how to care for yourself better. It's just about what I'm afraid to share with my audience. So forewarning done, let's move forward. And let me give you some background on this episode. It was first a question from a listener. Somebody asked me a question, wanted me to do an episode on the things that I've learned that have most impacted my life. And about a month ago, I started to write the episode and then I had this, ugh, doesn't feel good feeling. So I put it aside, recorded other podcasts, kept coming back to it, and then I was on this cruise ship. So some of you that follow me know I went on the cruise to teach women in the low-carb community how their emotion impacts their craving, you know, my work. And then I had this intuitive moment that it was time for me to share my current journey, my current challenges, and came out of that episode 135 about body neutrality, a picture of me in my bathing suit, my struggle, and then outcome your pouring of love, your support. But more important, what came out of this that had the most impact on me, not because I didn't love your support, but was how me sharing my challenges with my own body acceptance triggered you to take steps towards your own acceptance of your own body. That's what 
literally light me up. The pictures of you in bathing suit that you DM me on Instagram or the posts that you made on Facebook, that's what really lit a fire under my butt to get on with this episode here. So to the listener who asked, what have you learned in the last five years? I'm not going to directly answer your question. That's why I'm not naming you. I am going to instead share with you the things that I'm afraid to share with you because these are the things that I'm learning from currently. So I hope you're with me. If this is not your kind of thing, vulnerability, transparency, truth, not being perfect is not your thing, then you may want to stop listening right now and just move forward to another episode that's more technical, maybe more sciencey. But if you want to have a deeper relationship with me, which I'm hoping the outcome of this is us together, you the listener, yes, you listening right now and me having a deeper, more profound relationship that I can help you better and you can continue to feed me and be my teacher on how and where I need to continue to grow so I can serve you better. So that's the whole goal of this episode. I hope it's going to serve you right. So if you're ready to do this with me, let's go for it. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. So ladies, I'm like freaking out right now. There is things that I have been living in my life that I wanted to tell you and things that I wanted to share with you, but I've been afraid to. And mainly being one of my trigger is fear of rejection, fear of you rejecting me, fear of me losing you. And in response to that, I'm not sharing that. So here's what's happening in the back end. And if you are in a place like me where you want to say things, you want to be a truer version of yourself, here's what happens in the background. Our left brain, our survival mechanism in our brain just gets lit up when we want to share things that we're afraid And your right brain is loving this, like your heart, your emotional body is like, yes, let's be who we truly are. I know that there's nothing but positivity that can come out of this for me and for people who really benefit from this podcast. You, the listener, you, the reader, you, the follower that are in this journey of growth with me on your own and are using my podcast as a way of learning, fueling, motivating. I know that me sharing those things will have nothing but benefit, but my left brain is like, holy crap, what are you doing? What are you doing in sharing a picture of you publicly, 
People won't see a perfect nutritionist, fitness person, body. They're going to not want to listen to what you have to say because you're not perfect. This is what happens. Like This is literally what's going on in my mind as we are speaking. So what I have to focus on is my heart, my right brain, what I know to be the truth and tune off what my left brain is telling me. Some people will say your ego that you're going to lose. They're going to reject you. And for those of you who have this dual chatter in your head and you can't seem to be able to tune off the negative chatter, the one that suppress you, the one that tells you that you shouldn't be doing that, know that I used to be there and know that it's not that it's ever going to go away, but it's your ability to tune it off. And that comes in my eyes through practices of mindfulness, of meditation, of having faith and a higher power, knowing that you are doing what you are trying to do with the best intention. So it's all of those things combined that allows you and me to tune off this left brain chatter and allow your heart to speak. And it's as much therapeutic for me to come publicly because I'm a public figure about those things that it is for you. And what I really focus on as a leader in this community is the impact that it can have on you. And I've seen a ton of impact of that with the first thing that I shared with you, which was body image. So to get us started in this world of things that I'm afraid to tell you, let's go back on episode 135, where I shared how I don't have a perfect body. I don't have a fitness body, an Instagram body. I don't have a body that society would deem to be perfect. And because I used to judge myself for that, I used to hide behind my quote unquote, not being perfect and not allow myself to do things. And I decided along my journey that enough was enough, that I was going to adopt a space of body neutrality towards my body. And that's what drove me to put a picture of my body in the bathing suit on social media and then record episode 135. And the feedback that I heard from you was tremendous from the woman who wore a bikini for the first time in 30 years to the woman who wore a tank top for the first time in a hundred degree weather in Texas, where typically she would wear a cardigan because people didn't want to see her arms. That's the lesson that I got from this. So yes, I have a body image issue and it's not about not having the body image issue. It's about how you are interacting with this challenge of your body and how you're using it for it to teach you something. So it's teaching me body neutrality and how to be grateful for the body that I have and all the things that it's allowing me to do. The next thing I want to share with you is how I constantly struggle to take care of myself. Self-care for me is not easy. I work too much. So I know that working too much got me in hospital eight years ago. So I'm aware of that. I am conscious that I need to make more time to care for myself, to 
cook my food, to move, to relax, to stop working earlier, to cut off computer screen, but it's not easy for me. Because of my programming since my childhood that valued effort and work, the left brain is still chattering up that I don't work enough, that if I worked more, I would get more, blah, 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 right? So I have to be conscious of that every single day. And when I am not conscious, I revert back to my old pattern that my learned behavior, which is to work a lot and to get sick in regards to me working too much and not taking care of myself enough. So what I'm learning from this is I have to be present with myself all the time. And at this point, I cannot see this being automatic. This is one of my teacher in my life. And it's one of the things that I have to work on constantly, constantly working on making sure that I'm not working too much, that I'm putting my own self-care first. So huge teacher of mine, and it's something that I have to be aware of every day. The third one, what I say, things that I'm afraid to share with you is my money block. I have a fear of not having enough money. I was raised in a mindset of scarcity and simply because my parents were raised in the 40s where there was in Quebec province of Canada anyway, this huge struggle with money and suppression and literally not having enough to eat. My parents were raised in a family that Literally, there was not enough food in the fridge for the 10 kids that their family was at the time. So my mom and my dad both had 10 and 12 brothers and sisters in their family, and there was not enough food. So they were raising that pattern and then brought that to their own family. So I was raised into the space where there's never enough. You got to work hard. And this is something that I'm still struggling with, and it's showing up in my business. It's showing up in constantly fearing of not having enough business, therefore not having enough money. And it's something that I'm aware of and something that I have to, again, constantly work on. And one of the things that I've done earlier this year is a course on money mindsets with a mentor of mine, Sean Croxon, and it really helped me. What I learned from this is that we attract the energy that we are being. So if I'm constantly going around thinking that there's never going to be enough money and my business won't make enough money, you guys won't buy enough product, then I'm going to attract that results. I'm going to attract that money is rare, that I'm not going to make enough money. And that's going to be the outcome that I'm going to have. So it's a real struggle for me. It's something that I have to be conscious about. And even as I'm sharing that with you right now, I can feel the anxiety coming up in me about money. So a huge teacher of mine to be the energy that I want to attract, even when it comes to money. Another thing that I want to share with you, and this is very personal, it's a choice that I made in my life, probably around the age of 25, and something that I have never shared publicly as a public figure, and maybe 
with a couple of friends of mine and that's it. But I have made a choice around the age of 25 to not have children. I made this choice because I was afraid. I was afraid that I wasn't equipped with the emotional skills to raise a child that is balanced. I didn't want to replicate the messy emotional state that I was in, in a child. And so I consequently to death decided that I was not going to have any children. And I think that's why I develop leadership skills back in my first act when I was in the corporate world that allowed me to lead big group of people because literally my employees at that time were my kids. I interacted with them like a mother interacted with their children. And when I transferred to the second act of my life and I became a nutritionist, I began doing the same thing with my patients when I was working in a clinic setting. And that really got me into difficult situation because that's not a good relationship state to have between patient and practitioner. You cannot accept responsibility for them without them accepting their own responsibility. I'm not their mother. I am only someone who can teach them how to get better, coach them along the way, but I cannot be responsible for them. So this is a realization that I made about hmm, a year and a half ago that my choice to not have children and how I turn around and how I related with my employees and how I related with my patient was filling the void of not having any children. And in that realization came the outcome of that's not good for you. That's not healthy. You need to like come to term with this, which I've done. And then you've made that choice for a reason. So what came out of this is designing my life around what I really wanted to do, which was to travel, to get to know other culture, to see some of you at different places in the world and to really explore this planet and everything that it had to teach me. And me using my relationship with my patient as as they were my children was preventing me to do that. So came out of that in part my reason why I closed my clinic in Canada and then went virtual where I am today because I realized that I was not having the right relationship with my patient because of that. And I was denying myself my own dreams. So I have made the choice of not having any children. And I had a huge learning lesson that came out of that. And today I'm designing my life to fulfill my own dream in the same way that some of you have children and are mothers and you're fulfilling your dream of having children and raising kids. I've turned around and finally accepted that and then live my life by design of discovering the world. And I'm going to share the next one, things that I'm afraid to tell you. And it's, again, very personal in my personal life, but it brought a lot into my professional life as well. I lived through very (laughs) wild teenage year. From the age of 16 to 23, I was a wild cat. So people who know me personally 
from a long time ago all know that, but very little people have known that since then because I've kept it hidden because of fear of rejection and judgment. So what happened, I did my first diet at the age of 14, lost a bunch of weight, and all of a sudden became popular in school. And with that popularity came a need to prove my worth and prove that I was valuable of my friend's friendship. And into that came me being a wild teenager, right? Drinking, partying, I colored my hair. I had this alternative lifestyle. I was a, some people will say a punk and went to live with my friend and climax by the age of 21, where literally I was clubbing six days a week, only on Sunday that I wasn't. And I was literally drinking every night. And into that came using drugs. And I think that journey of mine has brought me what we call street smarts, and also this ability to be compassionate with people that are challenged by using alcohol or using drugs or any type of addiction, because I have been through that journey. Not that I was ever addicted to the point where I needed to have treatment, but I was using very frequently. I know how it feels. And it removed from me it, I don't want to say clean me, but it allowed me to not be judgmental on people that have this challenge in their life of addiction. And it allowed me to do tremendous work with patients in my clinic that had beyond food addiction, because I was coming from this place of having lived this lifestyle, having use the same thing as they've used and had those feelings and been able to help them from a place of truth. And it's been a huge learning tool. And I also, I'm able to be compassionate with mothers and I've had many, many clients online and patients of mothers who have teenagers that are doing exactly what I was doing and being able to share with mothers that there's a hope at the end of the tunnel, what the stress that they're living because their teenager is being quote unquote wild. Here's what can came out of this. I'm a prime example of what can come out of this. So there's hope for them. So I've been able to help a lot of mothers and people that are using as well. And one of the reasons I'm sharing this with you today that Yes, I was afraid to share it because of judgment, but also I am sharing this because I want you to know that everything that happened in your life, that it's happening right now or happened in the past, if you are willing to see it with a different perspective, can come out extremely positive outcome from that very challenging situation. So I could have held up a lot of resentment towards those years of my life and shame myself for it and judge myself for having done those things. But instead, I looked at it as how can I use that to help other people and out came my ability to help other people with those same challenges. So look at what's going on in your life right now and at least be open of what positive can come out of this if you're willing to see it from a different perspective. We're gonna take a quick break from our chat to give a shout out to our show sponsor, 
Health IQ. And I am so excited to be partnering with them and bringing you forward an innovative insurance company for the American listener. Health IQ helps health conscious people like yogis, runners, cyclists, weightlifters to get lower rate on their life insurance. Just like you save money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on life insurance for living a health conscious lifestyle. Isn't it time that we get rewarded for our good health choices? Now, how do you get started? Very simply by qualifying through the Health IQ quizzes. And also, listen to this, if you submit actual training data through the various apps available, you can save additional dollars. To get started now, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash health IQ and take the test to see if you qualify. And when you get to speak to an agent, mention the code beyond the food to support the show. So get started now on saving money on your life insurance. Now a shout out to our other show sponsor, Muse. And I'm very grateful to team up with Muse to bring you the first tool in the world to help you learn to meditate at home. Muse is a wearable brain sensing headband that measure our brainwave and sends the feedback to an app on our personal device. I love my Muse because it transforms my meditation practice. I wear it daily for my 10 minute session in the morning and it coaches me through my practice by giving me real time feedback on what's happening in my brain and helping me refocus during my meditation. I love this partnership with Muse because it brings the tool to the first timer and it helps expand the practice of the more advanced meditator. So it's time for you to get your Muse on and learn to calm your mind through meditation. And here's the thing, as a listener of the Going to Beyond the Food show, you get 15% off of the purchase of your Muse. To take advantage of this offer, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com dot com forward slash muse. And again, the URL is stephaniedodzie.com forward slash muse and register through this URL to get 15% off. So join me in my 10 minutes meditation practice every morning and get our muse on and go beyond the food together. So I'm starting to feel a little better now although I still have a lot of anxiety in my chest, what I want to share with you the next is that I still emotionally eat. And for some people, this is going to come as it's a failure. And for me, it did in the beginning when I really truly didn't understand the whole concept of going beyond the food. I thought that if I learned the right method, I would never ever again use food to regulate my emotion. I would never again emotionally eat. I would never again binge. But part of the concept of going beyond the food is understanding that my relationship to food is a direct representation of my relationship to myself. It's how my body talks to me. So yes, there is moment where my emotion leads me to eat because I haven't understood what my body was trying to tell me and how I was feeling in relationship to X, Y, and Z. So when I find myself in front of the fridge and just last night, 
because of me having to <laughs> record this podcast today, I found myself in front of the pantry, a spoon in the almond butter jar and eating off the jar. And I had to like drop it down and then practice self-awareness and understand like, why am I doing this? And then I realized that I knew I had to record this episode today and that I felt uncomfortable. And because I did this, I stopped eating the almond butter because I listened to what my body was trying to tell me what was going on in my life. And I put the jar away. What I'm learning from my emotional eating is that food is my teacher. It's yes, about my own work on myself, but also on the work that I do with you. If I'm portraying this image of being perfect and never (laughs) emotionally eating and never binging, it's not true. It does happen, but the real lesson comes in your ability to go through the ups and the down and learning from it. So if you're expecting today that if you do the work that you'll never emotionally eat again, it's probably not a fair expectation. Or maybe in five years from now, I'll re-listen to this episode and I realize that you can, but at this point where I am, I still emotionally eat. And although it's extremely rare, but it does happen when my emotion are climaxing, then my brain reverts back to this place of going for food to let me know what is going on in my life. So the next piece I want to share with you is about my need for control. And I still struggle with control. Control was a huge part of my life before because I strongly believe in being perfect all the time. Therefore, I needed to control everything in my life from work to personal. And it still shows up in my life today. If you ask some of my team member who work for me, like I'm a perfectionist, (laughs) my desire to have great design, no typos, the perfect presentation is sometime over the top. And it's because I still respond to this need of having the perfect online image and does affect my team. And if you're listening to this, I know my podcast producer, Van, he is, and he knows that because we've had discussion about this. I can be difficult. And sometimes when I start criticizing work, I just like get into this old zone and I'm a kind of in a dream until I wake up and I'm like, okay, whoa, you're falling back into your old pattern. Let's stop here and let's just put it out on the internet the way it is and everything will be fine. So it is still an ongoing teacher and it's still an ongoing challenge for me. I will leave it at that. And the last thing I want to share with you is I call this part of my life my second act, right? When I became sick and I changed my career and I became a nutritionist and here I am today, that's what I call my second act. My second act of my life made me discover the whole world of woo-woo. I'm going to say it. So I have this duality in me and it's becoming stronger and stronger where 
I was raised in science. I have a diploma in health science. I have many, many courses in chemistry and biology and all that stuff. I can understand all that stuff. And my brain thinks like that. But then for the last six years, the whole world of energy, quantum physics, woo-woo stuff is just becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And some of you have picked that up in my work. Some of you don't realize that, but it's becoming more and more. And what I find fascinating is every time a new woo-woo stuff come into my life, then I find in science the explanation for it. And it's kind of a duality that I'm constantly living that we talk about Reiki, which is a form of energy healing, can be explained in quantum physics. I discovered that a couple months ago. Or that we talk about medium or intuitive work then can also be explained into science. It's like, it's crazy what's going on right now in my life is that I'm discovering all kinds of new way of healing, but comes a couple weeks later, a couple months later, this explanation in science. So more and more, I'm becoming more engaged into this other side of healing. And I've done all kinds of stuff from Reiki to medical intuitive to medium to archetype work to reincarnation to fairies to even have a tattoo on my side of a fairy, like it's becoming more and more in my life. And I'm desiring to share more of that with you. So it's something that I have not done by choice and by fear of being judged, but I feel this desire to share more and more of that. So if it resonates with you, it may be something that we're going to talk more on the podcast in the upcoming months and years. We'll see. So there you have it. These were the things that I was afraid to tell you, to share with you. I hope this episode will serve you in some way. I hope that if it's resonating with you, maybe you can try the same thing. I understand that most of you don't have an audience, but that's okay. Maybe you can journal about the things that you're afraid to face. Maybe you can share it with your life partner. Maybe you can post it on your own Facebook page. I want you to feel the sensation of relief and freeness that comes from being your true self by no longer feeling the need to hide part of who you were, who you are, and who you will be. Know that most of the people around you are loving and will support you in that journey. And that by doing that, you will inspire other people in your life to be themselves. The other hope that I have for this episode is that it helps us, you and I, to have a closer relationship in which I can be more of service to you. So if you feel that that helped you, please let me know. Snap a picture of you listening to the podcast tag me an Instagram story, post it on Facebook, send me an email, info at stephaniedode.com. Let me know how this episode is serving you in whatever way. I love you. I thank you for 
constantly being here. And I'll talk to you on the next show. Did you know that nine out of 10 women are struggling with their relationship to food? Overeating, emotional eating, binging, and craving are real. Clearly the solution we have been taught aren't working. I believe to have food freedom, it means that we must learn to have a relationship with our hunger so we can finally be at peace with food and eat normally without guilt or shame, which is why I wrote the Crave Cure Guide. I want to show you how to have a completely different relationship with food so that you can be in control of what you eat, achieve your goal, and be the powerful woman you were meant to be. The best part is this book and the step-by-step process is absolutely free. To receive your free copy, simply go to stephaniedodzie.com forward slash guide and we can get started right now.